We are fucking back, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, I introduce to you, as always, Daniel Mulgan. How's it going, dude? Hey there, my man, buddy. How are you? That was a hell of an introduction. Pretty awesome. <laughs> Love it. Plus 18, extreme, the way I like it. Let's get started, man. Yeah, let's do this. Um, the reason we are so excited today is because we're talking about the topic you guys ask for quite a lot in the ADA. Ask Dan anything. You guys asked for it. It was, it was all over the place. And why not? Of course, it's a, it's a cool subject. What is the subject you ask? I'll tell you. It's about uh, Matrix of Life. Now you wow. ask what that is. You're going to hear about it today. <laughs> oh, that seems so sinister, man. Oh, my goodness. I'm I'm getting so scared. Got to call my lawyer, man. <laughs> yeah, man. It's uh, So I'm going to give a super quick intro of where this word comes from. Uh, obviously, it it it's uh, it's basically relating to the to this to the premise of the movie Matrix. Obviously, uh, if you haven't watched Matrix, what planet are you from? But I'm gonna tell you anyway. Literally, come on, seriously, <laughs> get a life, get a life. Even I, I never watched movies, and I have watched it. Come on, if you haven't watched it, get a life. <laughs> exactly right. So so I'm gonna. I'm, anyways, I'm gonna give you a little bit of a gist. So the premise of the movie was. That um, we like we're in this in this world of the movie that there are virtual worlds made uh, through simulations. So people are living their lives as we do, you and I today, tomorrow, etc. But they happen to be in a simulation, so it's it's basically a video game. But they don't know that, and they, they wake like there are a bunch of them that wake up. Uh, they go to the base reality, if you will, and that's the premise of the show, uh, the gist of it. So. So, so this is where the, the word matrix of life comes from, RV mm. simulation. Hmm. But, wow. but we're going to talk about a lot of cool shit. So, Dan, why not go ahead? I actually don't remember in one, what context exactly you use this word. Do you remember that yes, by sure. any chance? Of course. Well, you know, when I usually use the word the matrix of life, uh, I am by no means implying that we are now playing a video game called life. So right. <laughs> those of you who are super nerdy, like, Dude, are you saying that it's all a video game? So I'm not trying to imply anything here about, you know, the life is a video game, even though I personally love game thinking as well as game theory, both in making decisions as well as generating a lifestyle. Uh, from my perspective, when I talk about the matrix of life, I am by no means referring to exactly the same vision portrayed in the movie, The Matrix. However, uh, what I want to tell you right now uh, is uh, the you know the, the the level of symbolism that was uh, used in that movie, The Matrix. So yeah. uh, the whole idea of a video game and all those things is just these are all symbols and these are philosophical symbols that can take you even years uh, to somehow truly fathom and understand. And when I refer to the Matrix of Life, I talked about seeing life as it really is, mm -hmm. rather than as we want it to be or as our leaders and our society portrays it to be. So. Uh, when I think of like the movie The Matrix, uh, as we are in this, you know, uh, fictitious imaginary world created by computers, yeah. what it really says is it's not just about the fact that we really are, let's say, some robots or some some weird places and living in uh, our head all the time. What it really saying is that the world around us and the way we see the world is not necessarily what the world really is. And as we saw in the movie The Matrix, the people there, they were living in an imaginary world. And the yeah. moment. They left that imaginary world. They faced with a lot of problems. They realized that all those happy, happy, happy stories they were told, perhaps they were not true. And they saw that the reality was quite different than the way we were told how life should be. And 
uh, the biggest challenge in that movie, of course, for uh, Neo, as well as uh, Morpheus and all the other uh, crew, was to face with the realities, the harsh realities of that world, and try to overcome them to reach basically true wisdom. And uh, for me in that uh, movie, when I think of that movie, I literally think of three major characters, uh, which are basically Neo, Morpheus, and uh, the Oracle. So Trinity, not so much. She was just there mm -hmm. to be hot and just uh, attract the audience. I mean, she dressed really tight and in a very leather style. That was pretty cool. But that's just a showbiz aspect of it. The real gist of that story was about three people and three people only. It was about Neo. It was about Morpheus. And it was about uh, the Oracle. And if you have already watched the movie, you kind of know what I'm talking about here. So Neo was the man who uh, was cho the chosen one, if you will, who had to go through this journey. The Morpheus was the mentor. And the Oracle was the source of wisdom and understanding the truth. Uh, so ultimately, when it comes to the matrix of life, if you ever, if, by the way, if you're right now listening to us, I highly recommend you, if you haven't already watched the matrix or you've watched it a long time ago, just go back and watch the movie one more time because you can learn a lot after listening to us. Uh, but ultimately, uh, the matrix of life really is nothing more than you being the Neo, finding a mentor that will ultimately guide you towards the oracle and will allow you to understand life as it is rather than the way you've been told. Now, right. you might be asking, so why should I know? I mean, right now, Pujix, you yourself, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that you've also done a lot of, you know, wish about this matter. You're also a physicist, so you spend a lot more time thinking about deep stuff. Yeah. But what I want to ask you right now is, uh, what is your perspective regarding uh, understanding the world the way it is versus the way we uh, want it to be. I mean, what is right. your general perspective on that? Yeah, so, I mean, um, if you go super simple, don't forget about the simulation and whatnot. We always tell stories to us. Like, we are always product, like our mental image of what the universe is, what our surroundings are, et cetera, et cetera, is essentially um, what we tell ourselves uh, in, in, in narrative format. We basically constantly are telling ourselves stories. Now, uh, a lot of times that uh, that that story um, does relates and 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 is comparable and is pointing to the harsh reality. A lot That's of the right. times there is there is this there's this filter basically filtering it in a <clears> sense <throat> that the harsh reality becomes more comfortable to us. Um, so it's it's more uh, more elegant. And it's more pleasant to hear. Exactly. Basically. Right. Right. It's it's a better narrative, if you will. So that's right. So I, I, I it's, it's a simple story would be um, me daydreaming about my future that I'm not really working towards, but rather would like to have. I'm like, oh, yeah, in 20 years, uh, hopefully I get this job, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm, it's not like I'm actually actively going after it. It's that's uh, right. to basically uh, numb my pain today that I don't have that job, say. So so these narratives can be. Uh, essentially filters of the the harshest parts of the base reality if you will so so that's that's how i like even again um so i, I want to make sure make this in, uh, point for the super nerdy audience of ours so i think I, I if you're super nerdy you already know this but the the idea of the simulation and base uh, we not being in the base reality is actually quite plausible there's nothing <laughs> suggesting that it can't be but even if you put that aside if you look at it through the points of view of the narrative, this also holds. 
That's right. Very good. Very good point. So uh, before we continue, by the way, I would like to right now, uh, we're going to actually take a pause here and we're going to play for you uh, a portion of that movie, The Matrix, that I find the most uh, basically brilliant. That's the most famous part of that movie, actually. And we're going to actually play for you an excerpt of that movie uh, in a second. Uh, and then we're going to continue talking about what it really means to take the red pill. At last. Welcome, Neo. As you no doubt have guessed, I am Morpheus. It's an honor to meet you. No. The honor is mine. Please, come, sit. I imagine that right now you're feeling a bit like Alice. Tumbling down the rabbit hole, hmm? You could say that. I can see it in your eyes. You have the look of a man who accepts what he sees because he is expecting to wake up. Ironically, this is not far from the truth. Do you believe in fate, Neil? No. Why not? Because I don't like the idea that I'm not in control of my life. I know exactly what you mean. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there like a splinter in your mind, driving you mad. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Do you know what I'm talking about? The Matrix. Do you want to know what it is? The Matrix is everywhere. It is all around us. Even now, in this very room, you can see it when you look out your window or when you turn on your television. You can feel it when you go to work, when you go to church, when you pay your taxes. It is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. What truth? that you are a slave, Neo. Like everyone else, you were born into bondage, born into a prison that you cannot smell or taste or touch. A prison for your mind. <sighs> Unfortunately, no one can be told what the Matrix is. You have to see it for yourself. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. 
and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth, nothing more. All right, so here's the whole point. Are you going to take the red pill or are you going to take the blue pill? This is the fundamental issue when it comes to facing with the matrix of life. Because those of us, and let me, let me be honest right now, understanding the matrix of life is not necessarily an easy thing, nor is it a safe thing, nor is it actually uh, always pleasant. Because trying to understand the world for what it is, first of all, it's a task that you have to work on for the rest of your life. Because that's not something you can just instantly get, right? But other than that, the biggest challenge that comes to understanding the world the way it is, is to actually have the courage to face the reality that you might not like. Because uh, ultimately, if you want to make your life better, you need to make better decisions. And to do so, you're required, uh, you're required to actually know a lot more and make uh, you know, more uh, basically thoughtful decisions. And how can you do that? How do you know whether or not you should do this or do that? Should you stay single or get married? Should you start your own business or get a job? How can you make some of these decisions? The answer lies in you understanding the matrix of life. Now, with that being said, let's take a look at the reality of the world. Ultimately, unfortunately, most people, this is one of the great uh, phrases I learned from uh, one of my mentors, uh, Owen Cook. And he said, most people walk in the world in a walking daze. What does that mean? This means that unfortunately, most of us, we are not aware of what we are doing and how we are living. No one uh, who basically has uh, basically not taken the steps towards understanding the matrix of life can say that I really understand life and I'm living my life. Because the, one of the biggest tragedies of the modern world is that most of us, we are living someone else's life. These are not our decisions. These are not our lives. We are simply doing what we were told since a young age, and we're just following those basically programmings, what we call social conditioning, basically. And ultimately, if you want to get out of that, if you want to become the master of your life rather than the slave of life, then you have to understand how you can actually take that steps necessary to understand the matrix of life. Because ultimately, what the matrix says to all of the crew is one thing, that we are all slaves. We have been born slaves, as you heard in that basically uh, clip. We have all been born as slaves. When we were born, we, had, we were uh, completely helpless. We had no control whatsoever. And we were fully dependent on our parents for survival. The problem is this. As we grow older, unfortunately, most of us, even as adults, we do not stop being dependent we remain fully dependent on the society and we let the society tells us what is right or what is wrong, what is okay and what is not okay. And because of this, we tend to live lives that are not for ourselves. That is why, how many people uh, do you know that uh, they don't love what they're doing and they keep working because they have, you know, they have no other choice, right? Or there's no other way around it. How many people do you know who are in relationships they're not happy with and they say, well, that's what my dad did and I should do the same thing, right? Ultimately, look around you. A lot of the habits, behaviors, and a lot of the things that we are seeing right now being done and are called normal, they were not really necessarily normal by nature. Somebody called them normal, and now a lot of people are following that so-called normal. 
So the matrix and understanding the matrix of life is not necessarily about being abnormal or antisocial, although sometimes it seems like it, but it really is not. Rather, it is about understanding that to be able to become a free individual, because matrix is really about that. By the end, Neo, they will ex he will experience true freedom. If you want to be truly free, free of all the lies you've been told since a young age, that you can't do this, you should, don't touch that, be careful, get a safe job, get married very quickly, and just doesn't matter, love will come at some point eventually. Trust me, if, even if you don't love it, uh, you will eventually love her, and uh, you, you, you learn to love what you hate, and eventually you will love it. You've been told a lot of BS since a young age, and because of that, your brain now is filled with what I call inner limitations. As you know me, my personal business uh, basically motto is no inner limits or outer borders. And that is exactly why I'm a, a, a proponent of the idea of knowing the matrix of life to unlock all those inner uh, barriers. And once you understand that most of what you've been told are necessarily not going to help you achieve that freedom, then you will ask yourself, then what is the right way to live our lives? Because let's be honest, our societies uh, have taught us that there's a certain right way to live your life. So you go to school and then you go to high school and then you go to university, you get a job, you get married, you pay your taxes, you're a good citizen, you take part in all the elections, you uh, are always uh, basically doing the right thing, and then you raise your kids and then eventually you retire. So basically you will spend your entire youth just working without any uh, chance to travel. And once you're 75, 65, and now you literally cannot even travel that easily, now it's time to use your 401k just to start traveling and eventually you will die. So if you look at this system right now, you realize this is not a system that is designed with the happiness and growth of the individual in mind. Because our society, its major purpose is not to advance the interest of the individual, but rather to advance the interest of society as a whole, collectively. Now, I'm not against helping the society grow as a whole, but understand this. The matrix of life is about allowing yourself as an individual to have a free life and instead live your life to advance your own personal individual agendas instead of being a slave of the system that will ultimately exploit you for its own benefits. For example, let's think about all the things you were told that you should do as a law-abiding citizen. Pay all your taxes, get married, get a lot of kids, raise them, and do this, do that. If you look at all of them, you realize in the end, the ultimate beneficiary is the society as a whole. Because uh, imagine go to college. Because as you know me, I did not go to college at a, when I was 17 years old. I actually started working at that time. But going to college, I was just talking earlier about Pujiks and how much is paid for college. Going to college means you're going to have to go on about $100,000 under debt until you graduate. And then you don't even have a job. But you literally start your career in debt. Just imagine how much freedom you will have at that moment, right? Now, some of us are you know, basically smart enough not to go basically get uh, student loans. But still, this happens to a lot of Americans right now. So the society wants you to ultimately advance its agenda. And think about, right now, think about this. Uh, this is not about any one country, because I am a polyglot. I have worked in different countries, and I'm familiar with the majority of cultures around the world. Not all of them, of course. Hopefully, that's going to be my lifeline goal, but enough to just make some comments that I know that this, this is not just about America or Canada or Russia or Middle East or, I don't know, let's say Africa. This is a global thing. And ultimately, the society's agenda is one thing. 
societies need people to ultimately contribute to their economies and to contribute to their military and law enforcement to keep things in order. That's ultimately what societies want for you. So they see you, the individual, as a tool that they can use for their own benefits. So if you have more babies, what does that mean? You're going to have to spend more money on things that you perhaps would not spend on if you perhaps thought to postpone becoming a parent to the time when you are financially wealthy enough, let's say in your late 30s, early 40s, as a man, for example, right? But if you're a 22 or 24-year-old man with a baby, now there is almost no chance for you to become really wealthy because now you've got to spend all that money. Because as we you know, discussed perhaps in one of our previous uh, episodes, the foundation of wealth is to be able to spend less than you earn and then use that surplus to invest it and to grow it and to multiply your income. So just imagine you start first, you start your life under debt, student loan. Now all of a sudden you got to get married and have raised kids immediately. Another source of basically, uh, uh, basically expenditure. And you keep this up and then you reach the age of 50, you realize, well, I got friggin' nothing. I'm worth $25 and uh, I got I got a family. I should be happy about this. I got, I got two kids who probably don't even like me and will not even come back after I basically get really old. But that's, I feel good because I watched somebody in the movie said that was very cool. And I watched like three movies who said that's a very cool life. So ultimately... That is what the society wants for you. They say if you don't have a plan, then you will end up realizing someone else's plans. They say if you don't have goals, then others will use you to achieve their goals. And that's exactly what is happening to uh, basically us as individuals. And I'm not, first of all, I'm not against, I'm not going to say like, okay, it's, we should all be anarchists and go against all of those things and live as was mentioned in the famous TV, uh, TV series, uh, uh, basically, uh, uh, Big Bang Theory, I believe it was, uh, Shelton something. He said, like, you should, uh, I prefer to become like a pirate and just live as a pirate. Something like this. I'm not sure if it was a long time ago, actually. Yeah, but I'm not necessarily saying that being a pirate is a good thing. Although personally, as you know me, I have no basically uh, sense of belonging to any one nation. I really think of myself as a, you know, as an international individual. So uh, there's no, if, if you think of me as like the ultimate anti-patriot, you got one basically right here because I do not believe any, there's any sense of, you know, absolute belonging to any one nation, because I understand the concept of nationality and patriotism and how stupid it is. But the point is, from my perspective, if you want, if you, for, if for you, freedom is something you truly care about. And if you want to have the power to make your own decisions and to think for yourself and to live your own life instead of that ridiculous life that society has planned for you, then you better take the red pill and you better start asking yourself the key questions. What if everything you've been told, all the comforting things you've been told by the authorities, by your parents, by your teachers, were actually wrong? And what if they are repeating what they've been told by their, uh, basically, uh, grandparents and whatever it is, right? It's pretty funny. I heard a, uh, a while back, uh, I was uh, reading one of the audiobooks by Zig Ziglar, uh, the man has passed away, of course, right now, but he was one of the biggest legends in the field of, you know, business. And one of my favorite speakers of all time, Zig Ziglar, you can check it out, actually, zigziglar.com. Very, very amazing, uh, basically, uh, man. And he had a very nice story. He once said that I was talking to my, uh, basically, mommy, and my mommy was chopping, basically, uh, the vegetables. And then I realized that mommy is chopping it, but is keeping two major sides from the beginning and from the, basically, bottom out even though that had a lot of basically vegetable in it. So I was, I asked mommy, mommy, why do you chop it from both ups and downs so much? I mean, that's not necessary. 
And the mommy replied, well, that's how my mother does it, actually. I don't know why. Maybe you should ask her. So here's what they did. They actually called their grandmother and they said, Grandma, why did you teach mommy to actually chop it uh, like this from top and the bottom so much without being necessary? And grandma said, well, actually, I learned that from my own, basically, one of my best friends uh, from the other city. And uh, I'm going to ask her right now. So she called that person and they said, so why did you teach grandma? And then grandma taught my mother that this is going to happen like this. <laughs> and then she said, well, quite frankly, at that time, I didn't have to you know, wear my glasses. So when I was cutting this, if I had no glasses, this would have made it much easier not to cut my hands. You see, oh, wow. a lot of these traditions that we now hold dear, they were started perhaps by complete chance. Maybe even completely stupid, irrelevant chances, right? Now, this was one story, one anecdote that shows the fact that just because something has been done for a while, it by no means refers to the fact that that's a good thing to do. By no means. This could have been totally, totally, uh, you know, uh, irrelevant. Perhaps it was completely done by chance, but now everybody is doing it. And because of this, I really believe that if you want to make the right decisions, you got to ask yourself and become more curious. Now, I'm saying this right now. There are a lot of things that study teaches us that are actually correct. For example, the study tells you that if you jump out of a five-story building, you are going to seriously damage or somebody even going to die. And guess what? That's good. Here's a question, Pujix. You're a physicist. Uh, tell me right now, uh, what happens if I or somebody else jumps off a, let's say, seven or eight story building what happens all right if you want to go near to physics i mean you have to understand when you're jumping out of a 10 story building essentially you're accelerating at 9.8 meters per second towards the fucking earth which is basically the same thing as earth is accelerating 9.8 seconds towards you so you're smashing your head with earth on top of it That's so one happened. question one question <laughs> that's a very good point that's a very good point uh uh, will you say that? Have you ever done that? Have you ever jumped out of a 10-story building? No, because if I did, I wouldn't be here to talk to you. <laughs> well, how do you know that? Well, because I say right now, I want to make a new announcement to all of our listeners, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, Daniel Morgan has a new theory of physics. <laughs> As you jump off a 10-story building, you will actually... Not, I mean, all of this story you've been told by the society that they say don't jump off a building. As a matter of fact, here's a question, Pujas, right? I'm going to yeah, ask yeah. you right now. Go for it. Let's say I jump off, not a 10-story building. Let's say I jump off of my bed, okay? Okay. So my bed, let's say, is about, let's say, I don't know, uh, 10 inches long. Let's say in terms of the height, 10 inches, uh, in terms of like the high 10 inches or something, right? I jump off of it, right? And uh, uh, when I jump off of my bed, which is not that basically uh, high, right? right? When I jump off the bed, do, uh, uh, do I come with the same speed to the ground than if I jump off a 10-story building? You accelerate with the same rate, correct, but you will not hit the ground with the same speed, no. So, so if I hit the floor, uh, let's say if I jump off of a 10-story building, you believe that I will hit the ground with a faster speed than if I jump from my bed? For sure. How do you know this? Ladies and gentlemen, Today, I want to challenge LJ, the physicist, to say that this is all bullshit. That if you jump off of your bed, you will land with the same speed as if you jump off of a 10-story building. Prove me wrong, guys. Come on, go right now, jump off the building. All right. <laughs> no, don't, don't, don't. But You're going to sue us. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, you've been told a big lie. You can actually 
If you jump off a 10-story building, you will land with the same right. speed as if you jump off your bed because gravity is the same everywhere. No, so well, this is what I say right now, right? This yeah. is what I say, right? Yeah. So here's the question, Pujis. Yeah, yeah. You're a physicist mm -hmm. and you know that uh, the acceleration is about 9.8 meters per uh, square meters, right? So if that happens right now, uh, if we come down with the speed of 9.8 uh, meters per, per second, uh, per second, second yeah. down, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, from your perspective, who told you this and why do you believe this? Because I told you right now, I mean, who do you trust more, uh, Pujix? Me, we've been together for like 10 years. We're, we're <laughs> friends, we're partners for 10 years. And do you trust the freaking fucking physics textbook that tells you it's going to come down? I'm telling you right now, buddy, you come down with the same speed. Why don't you believe me? Yeah, well, yeah, so the good thing about physics is actually ex excellent thing about physics and uh, science and a lot of um, uh, disciplines is that you can actually test these things. And um, I hope that the students that g did go to to high school and took physics, they were actually exposed to these experiments. There are a gazillion of them. You can either look them up online or do them yourselves. Um, yourselves. So, yeah, do it. Just try it. So very nice. One very nice. Simple, Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. But, but don't jump so, from the ten story building. Just drop a ball from one meter and measure the speed before it hits the ground. That's right. Very well. Fantastic. So that's one example. That's one example. You see, the society tells you not to jump off of a 10-story building, and that's a good thing. So I'm not against social, all social conditioning. Some of them are actually pretty good. They're telling you not to do that. I have never jumped off a 10-story building because of this, and that probably has saved my life. And so had saved yours, right? So not everything that we are taught by the society is wrong. So it tells us to br brush our teeth, be healthy, exercise, uh, I don't know, sleep eight hours per day. Not everything that a society tells us is actually bad. As a matter of fact, I believe that most of what we learn are actually good. Because as you mentioned yourself, most of what we've taught have been basically proven by science now. But not everything has been proven by science. Think about things like the purpose of life, soul or spirit. Yep. And that if you do this, you'll go to heaven. So a lot of the things cannot be fully tested. And other than that, a lot of the things are not concrete. For example, happiness or satisfaction from life. Okay. Because of this, I believe that not everything we've been taught by the society are bad. And there are a lot of good things that we can learn from it. However, not everything we have been told is necessarily true. And if you want to live a free life, you need to uh, unshackle yourself from all those limitations. Why is this? One of the biggest techniques for deception that I have learned throughout my studies is this. Tell people few things that are absolutely right and then include some falsehood and people will believe everything that you say because a few things you said were right that's one right. of the human one of the uh, brain bugs if you will that's how humans unfortunately uh think in our and, and conceive in a wrong way so a lot of the things that you've been told to study are actually correct but not all of them are correct right and because of this if you want to be free you need to actually start looking at the world with your own fresh set of eyes with your own new perspective and realize and ask questions so, for example, right now, Pujus and I, we talked. I've never been a physicist, but he is. And he says, based upon experiment, if you jump down, and let's say, from a 10-story building, you will hit the floor with a higher speed. And because of this, I am not going to do that. Why? 
Because at first I questioned this. I said, is it really true? Why? Why is it that I've been told not to jump off a 10-story building? I go and meet a cool and wonderful physicist. By the way, you should check out one of the latest photos of Puya Elji. Because we're going to put it on Instagram. <laughs> you got to see his last photo. It is beyond charisma. It's like it's like taking charisma and like making the word charismatic, uncharismatic itself. Like it's just it's like beyond all charisma. You got to check out that photo, by the way. <laughs> Thanks, man. At that some was point. A... If you're not listening to us, go to his page. Probably he's going to upload it there somewhere and just like it. It's got to be awesome. But the point is, once I talk to this charismatic uh, physicist, then he persuades me using science that this is the case. And guess what? I say, okay, no problem. I agree. I'm now going to fall off, let's say, uh, the 10-story building. But guess what? Do we approach everything the society tells us this way about how to live your life, at which age you should get married, whether or not to pay taxes, whether or not to be a patriot and die for your country? A lot of the things you've been told might not be true. And the only way we can find out is to take that red pill and start digging deep, going through that rabbit hole and start asking questions. Only then you will see the world for what it really is. And it's not always against what you've been told. As I mentioned earlier, a lot of the things that you've been told by the study are true, but not all of them are, especially not some of the most important ones that you've been told are simply false. And if you want to live as a free person, Rather than a slave whose purpose in life is to merely work, consume, work, consume, and create an economic circulation so the nation's economy thrives at the cost of a lost youth and a lost life. Think about consumerism and how rampant it is. People showing off their cool cars and they are always on vacation and all those things. Well, guess what? Nobody travels more often than I do. And guess what? I do not do any of those photos. And most of these people, when they're traveling, they don't even understand what traveling is. They just travel in their groups by their people speaking their own language, not knowing what. And all they do is to look around, take selfies and eat the local food. And they call it fucking traveling. That's a disaster. Traveling is when you learn and become one with the culture, the language and the traditions of that country, not eating fucking uh, lobster in a hotel and taking selfies when you're taking a fucking tan. That's not traveling. That's consumerism. That's what you've been told as a lie called traveling so that you spend all that you earn in a job that you hate so that you come back to work, again, depressed that you have to go back to the shitty job that you hate for another fucking two months so you can actually save some of the money and go repeat, get your next fucking fix. I don't know, buy a new iPhone, get a, get a new crap, basically, and try to show off to make that empty life seem appealing and fulfilling. But that is not. And you know it. Deep down inside, somebody says, like, there's got to be something wrong. I should not live like this. Spend all my time working at a job that I don't like to buy shits that I don't even care about to impress the people that I don't even like. That's what we've been told. Live, work at a job you hate. Make money, spend all of it, and ideally even go under debt, and then repeat the process until you're fucking dead. This is not a good life. And if you're listening right now, you don't want to live like this. You want to live with your own personal definition of success and happiness. You want to enjoy this gift, Get this gift called life. Do you understand, as I, I'm going to quote Gary Vee, do you understand the odds of becoming a human being? 
Do you understand how many little sperms have to die until you finally, boop, the lucky one and the fastest one got in and got the job done, right? The fact of the matter is that life is a gift and every single day you're given another gift. Most of us, we squander that gift in negativity and pessimism and boredom because we don't understand that we are responsible to create a lifestyle that we want. Because we have to ask questions, why should I go to a job that I hate and then make that money that is very little of me and then spend that on things I don't even care. Oh my gosh, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I have like, I make like $2,000 a month and I got a latest iPhone. Well, I know a lot of multi-millionaires who still are using their Blackberries. And trust me, they make more money in a minute than you probably make in your fucking week. And understand this, the same people. Oh, I, I, I got to show off to my friends. I'm going to travel now to Spain and show them I'm on the beach having a good time. Okay, go to Spain, go to Italy, go to Germany. I don't know. Go to uh, Thailand. Of course, I personally recommend Thailand. That one is an exception. But the point is, you go all the way there just to try to show off that, oh, yeah, I'm traveling. Dude, you don't speak fucking English. First, improve your goddamn English so you can actually speak well when you're traveling. But unfortunately, that's a trap that we're in. And if you want to be free, you got to start asking key questions. Is consumerism, which is now one of the newest religions, if you will, really good for my happiness? Do I really have to work at a job that I don't like just because it pays? Maybe I could postpone my marriage for another 10 years. So instead of being on the shackles at such a young age, I can actually dedicate that 10 years to study myself and find myself and discover myself and then find the right career for me. Marriage can wait for a while, can it? Maybe I could even forego college completely and just start running, you know, trying, you know, running a business to see what happens and gain, gain experience. The point is, if you want to be a free person and off the slavery of patriotism, consumerism, nationalism, and all other dogmatic approaches that are exploitive in nature, then you better take that red pill and you better start asking key questions and start with yourself. What is my job here in this world? What am I here? I've been given this gift called life and every single day when I wake up, I have another gift called another day. Do I want to squander that living someone else's life? Go back to the same story. Why is mommy chopping that vegetable like this? Why? Sometimes the answers will surprise you. Sometimes you realize there is no real reason and that that is a serious mistake and an inefficient use of your time and energy. And once you figure that out, then your life will be very different. But please be aware that trying to be the knee of life is not easy because the moment you do that, there will be problems. There will be Agent Smiths who will come looking for you and asking you, why do you think like this? Be like everybody else. You will encounter with the haters who will ask you questions like, well, why do you act like this? You can't always do it this way. You will encounter a lot of problems and the biggest enemy will always be inside. A lot of the doubts. What if I'm wrong and they were right? You see, you can't be a Neo without having some belief in yourself and having the confidence and the courage to go all in, to try to figure your life out and make the right decisions for yourself. But that, from my perspective, just like it was the journey for Neo, it's a worthwhile journey to be on. And if you're listening right now, 
I highly recommend you. If you want freedom, if you're tired of being a slave, then it's time to start thinking different. You can't beat me, Mr. Anderson, and you know it. I was just Im imitating Mr. Smith. That's uh, right. <laughs> and there are right. a lot of the man. There are a lot of Mr. Smiths out there. A lot of Mr. Smiths. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Government. Yeah, this this is going to sound anticlimactic because you brought it so high up, but I want to and bring bring us to a, little, uh, a point you made a little while ago. So you were talking about. Um, so you were asking me all these questions, and anybody who knows a, a, even slightest amounts of physics, they would be like, "Well, this is such a stupid question," but and that's exactly the kind of questions you would hear a child ask you. Why? Why would it not be the same speed? Blah blah blah. Because gravity is the same everywhere. And That's a lot right. of people will dismiss that as a stupid question. But any educator worth his salt will appreciate that fucking question because that's an amazing question. And that's the right question that somebody asked at some point in time during the history of fucking science for us to get this quote unquote obvious answer that it is not, in fact, the same speed. So, so yeah, don't, don't think that these questions are stupid questions. They're not. They're actually pretty good questions. And I was, I wish that, um, like, there are so many good educators out there, but they're also very shitty ones in, in that they're actually teaching kids as if it's a uh, science, say, as if it's a recipe. Like, you just got to do it. These are the steps. Who cares? Just do it, fucker. And that's, that's, that's a horrible thing to do because that's like you're basically making a, a pasta making machine if you're just following the recipe. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with following a recipe. That's great sometimes. You got to do it, but at least get to choose the recipe. Um, yeah. Absolutely so. true, man. So true. So true. And you talk about finding the right, you know, learning from others and just not, you know, being a, you know, a, cl a closed-minded idiot who just follows whatever they are told. Right. You know, I have a lot of mentors, as you know, and I'm sure you do as well, Pooja. So you have a lot of mentors. I have a lot For of sure. mentors. I happen to have the privilege to be a mentor for a few people as well. And I, I always tell my mentors the same thing. They say, I do not take everything my mentors tell me at the face value and directly. I always question what my mentors tell me. And once I realize they are right, I will accept it. And I also ask my mentees to never take my words directly and to actually do their own research and to question my assessments or like question me, say like, what if Daniel is wrong? Because only once you have your own mind, once you start asking your own questions, and once you have some doubts, what if Daniel is wrong? What if daddy was wrong what if the society is wrong once you start asking these questions now you have an autonomous mind but be aware autonomous minds are not what the society needs around the world these days what the society needs these days are good people good citizens who work at jobs they hate because we need to we've got to have a lot of people who work a lot of shitty jobs i mean we all need societies that function right who will then take all their money and spend it on the shit they don't need, and they repeat that rat race for the rest of their lives until they're replaced by their offsprings. So ask yourself these questions. And once you start asking questions, you will then begin to enter that good old rabbit hole where you start to become a thinker yourself. Now, that's not going to be easy at first, I told you, but trust me, it is totally worth it. So do not just say, all right, this is what Pujik said, this is what Dan said, I'm just thinking right now. No. Please question us too. question Pujic's statements, question Dan's statements, and then ask, what if they're wrong? And then start thinking and agree with us only if you realize yourself that this really makes sense.
truly well said. And uh, we're running a bit out of time, so I will let you to finalize everything. I, I, I think we covered everything, but let's just wrap it up and give a summary of what we talked about and, or any left comments out. Absolutely, absolutely. So as we mentioned earlier, trying to understand and uh, see the matrix of life is nothing more than taking the red pill that was, as was mentioned in that movie. And what is the red pill? The red pill is a symbol of you demonstrating the courage, the willingness, and the commitment to stop seeing the world as it's been, as it's been told to you, and instead trying to create your own perspective towards life. And understand this, a lot of the comforting things you've been told perhaps are not true, and that might at first hurt a little bit. It sure did for Neo during the movie, The Matrix, and it might hurt you as well. But ultimately, if you want to avoid the slavery that is put upon you since birth, then you have no choice but to begin asking questions, not only from yourself, but actually from other people, and more importantly, not necessarily agreeing right away with something that has been done just because it is popular. Because unfortunately, humans have a lot of blind spots emotionally. And one of our biggest errors is that we just tend to do what everybody else is doing without asking any questions. We don't care like why they're doing it. Let's do it too, right? Because we are conditioned to do and agree with the majority of opinions around us, even if we don't understand why. Now, guess what? There's a reason for this, and that's evolutionary, and that's overall education and learning. As I mentioned earlier, not everything you've been told by the society is bad. Just like the example of the gravity, you, that knowledge has probably saved your life at a very young age. There are many things you've been told that are correct, but also a lot of things that are not. So we are not saying, say, fuck, whatever I've been told, I'll do the exact opposite of what we've In that case, you will also live a very bad life. That's not balance, and that's not really the life of a neo. That's the life of an idiot or a rebel, which is also not very good. Instead, you want to have your own fresh set of eyes and agree with what you believe is correct and disagree with what you don't. And understand that a lot of the things that you have been told are arbitrary for the same reason that this little girl's mother was chopping in a very weird way. That was a very arbitrary reason for her to do that. A lot of the things you've been told in life are the exact same thing. So ask questions, be inquisitive, and only when you realize what you've been told actually makes sense, the way today Pujas convinced me not to jump off a 10-story building. Thank you, Pujas, by the way. Helped oh, a lot. I, I was so I was, scared. I was literally about to try that, basically, <laughs> but fortunately now I'm not going to do that. So the point is, once you are convinced, only then you accept. But please be inquisitive, ask questions, take the red pill, and then see how deep the rabbit hole goes. Lovely. Uh, thank you, as always, Dan. My pleasure, buddy. And thank you guys for joining us, as always. This was a hot topic. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I know I did. It was so much fun talking about good stuff. And just take that pill. Take the... Was it red? Red pill, right? It definitely it definitely was red. Uh, yeah. And a very cute red. I love that kind of cute red. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> take the goddamn red pill, guys. Let's do it. All right. Until later episode.